gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Unix, and we have so much Kyrie Irving news to break down. We have some trades we gotta get through. We have a lot on our plate today. I'm not gonna go fully in depth about um, all the other stuff that's happening in the trade line around and in there. I'm actually just going to focus on the Nets today and more pulling Kyrie Irving. That is my main goal here. So my main objective for today's podcast episode is just to focus on the Nets, understand Kyrie Irving's situation even better, understand Kevin Durant's situation even better, because yes, he's coming back into play, and yes, he will be traded, I'll get to that in a bit, hold on, don't, oh, don't overreact just yet, so yeah, we're gonna jump right into it, guys, also, for everyone that has this coming out, uh, this should be dropping at 12 o'clock today, 30 minutes from now, at 12.30 p.m., head over to Corsair Heat's YouTube channel, because that's where I'm going to be doing a 2K live stream, talking about Kyrie Irving, talking about a trade online, and playing a lot of 2K games, playing a lot of online 2K games. So guys, I would highly recommend that you guys just go over there, follow me, turn on notifications, and just get ready for the stream. We're going to be running now from what? 12.30 to free? 12.30 to 2.30? I don't know. It's just how many people I can beat. But yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing, and since the trade-on is coming up, I know I've been saying this all week, but if you are new, I will be releasing a podcast episode detailing the deadline each day leading up to the ninth. Happy 4th, everyone. we got five days left, and we're just cranking up the madness. We truly are just cranking up the madness. Yesterday, we released two podcast episodes, the normal one, and then the emergency one detailing Kyrie Irving's demand from... Uh, well, demand from being with the Nets, and I, I don't blame them. So, with that being said, you know where you can find us. Um, you know where you can find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. We are pretty much always there, always active, always posting, and always respond to you guys the best that I can. So, with that being said, let's jump into today's podcast episode we got a lot of stuff to cover with Kyrie Irving. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff I know I iterated in yesterday's episode, but I'm going to say it again. Because I was going off of speculation, but now my theories are confirmed. And I just also want to say something real quick. I find it really funny how I was talking about the Phoenix Suns being a potential suitor, a, a potential favorite to land uh, Kyrie, right? And just so happens that... Kyrie's name was popping up with the Phoenix Suns. Like three minutes after I posted the video, Sham Sharania said that the Phoenix Suns have a legit shot at getting Kyrie. I saw I was right. And when it comes to the NBA trade on, this is not me being cocky or anything like that. 
But I'm normally right about these things because I predicted the 76ers and Brooklyn Nets trade featuring Ben Simmons. I told you guys what was going to happen a week before it happened. I told you what was going to happen. I told you everything was going to happen leading up with Ben Simmons, how the 76ers were going to approach him, how the, how the Nets were going to approach him, and how Kyrie and Kevin Durant would react. And I've done a bunch of other things. I've... I mainly cover the Phoenix Suns, so I try talking in that area mainly when it comes to a day before the deadline, right? But I cover the entire NBA, but I love the Phoenix Suns, so I go a little more deaf on them because I know a lot more. But so with that being said, involving Kyrie, we have the Lakers, we have the Heat, yes, the Heat, um, even though I don't think it's going to work. The Mavericks, the Suns, and a lot of other teams. The Clippers, their name is around there, but the main players right now are the Clip are, are the uh, Lakers, Mavericks, and Suns. I know people are saying about the Heat, and I had a guy come onto my page yesterday, come onto Twitter yesterday, and he was like, Well, Tower Hero and everyone else Tyler Hero is better than a bunch of the role players. And I was looking at the comment. And he was saying that the Suns don't have the same. They're not equal to the Heat in a lot of ways. And I'm like, okay. So I was thinking about it. Let's break this down. Because the Heat, there's nothing that the Nets want from the Heat. Maybe Euro. Maybe Tyler Hero. But. They don't want Kyle Lowry. And I'm going to get into that right now. So, for context, Kyle Lowry for Kyrie Irving has been discussed in league circles. That's already been confirmed. But the Nets have no interest in Lowry. That's been going on since December. And we're in February. So, we have three months right there from December to now. So, they're not changing on that stance. They don't want Kyrie, uh, Kyle Lowry. Right? He's older. Probably going to want paid on an extension, right? I wouldn't do it. And they don't want him. So, I get what the guy's saying. And I'm also get what the, where the guy's coming from. Especially if he's a Miami Heat fan. Because you're going to have Jimmy Buckets, Kyrie, Bam Adebayo. Let's just say you, you can't keep Tyre Hero. You can't. They're going to ask for him. But, you're gonna, but then you're going to have Lowry. That's not a bad group. Post whoever you have at your bench, right? So I find that very, very interesting. And if, if it worked, if it if, if those types of trades worked out to be that, that I would find that cool, but they don't. And I'm not trying to be that one person that should start shutting down teams, but I'm shutting down the Heat. I don't think they could get Kyrie in a trade. I think the Heat were going to get Kyrie will have to come in the summer. If he doesn't get traded, right? So if he doesn't get traded, stays with the Nets, you have to play him out in the summer. You're going to have to try to get him playing that. And I think that's where a lot of teams are going right now. I think some teams will be looking at this like, okay, let's wait till the summer so this way we won't have to get more assets or more pieces or more anything for him than just the money. Right? You could deal with a roster spot. You could deal with the money. But beyond that, it gets a little dicey. Now, why do I say that? It's because 
Um, many teams. Are you ready? You ready? Many teams don't want to. So the Lakers and other teams aren't too sure about trading for Kyrie. They're giving him two million dollars. Two. I'm sorry, two hundred million dollars. My apologies on that. Two hundred million dollars, which is what I've been saying. For any player. But for Kyrie, that's what I've been saying. And before I move on, it's not because he's a distraction. So, I'm, I'm going to be making it real clear. Whatever the media is telling you, because um, Stephen A, and everyone, like, you have Kendrick Perkins, Stephen A, you have a bunch of these clowns out here trying just to bash on Kyrie. So... Stephen A was ranting. He's just screaming. That's what he does. That's why he gets paid because he's pretty much a comedy act, right? Someone's got to laugh at his stuff. So I say laugh aloud. The media is doing everything to paint Kyrie in a bad light. I forgot that it's quote unquote idiotic to get paid what you're worth. Then I said blame Marks and Joe Tessai, not Kyrie. It's not Kyrie's fault that you don't want to pay the man. They don't want to pay him. It's not his fault that Marks doesn't know how to run a team. It's not his fault that he wants to get paid what he's deserved. Because I bet you anything, if LeBron or any of those other top athletes were asking for $200 million, then they didn't get that, then they would request a trade. People around the Nets and around ESPN would just be like, that's fair, we're blaming the Nets, we're blaming him, we're blaming that. That's not this player's fault, that's not LeBron's fault, right? So it's stupid. Stupid. So it's not idiotic. Because when you say, well, without being any kind of distraction, okay, you morons, he's not being a distraction. How it's being a distraction is from Joe Tessai and Sean Marks not paying him. Or knowing how to operate a darn team. That's just a fact. So when you have morons running a franchise, you're going to get moron-related decisions being made. So, I need people to understand that. So, when you hear reports coming out that the Lakers and other teams aren't too sure about trading for Kyrie and giving him $200 million, it's not because of the distraction. He's not at all. He's been very respectful. A lot more respectful than half of the NBA players that are so-called superstars or great players or good players. Right? We've seen it throughout the entire history of... Of the NBA, probably from the 90s on, because that's when honoring contracts, staying loyal to a team, was no longer saying in super teams, or the idea of having these different players mesh up and form a super team, or becoming very popular, and teams playing up with their buddies, instead of just honoring contracts, honoring teams. The same goes for the teams, of course. So just don't get that confused. Whatever the media tells you is a lie. I'm not kidding you. Especially when it revolves around Kyrie Irving because their job, and I bet you, I bet you anything, that their job is to paint Kyrie in a bad situation, in a bad light. They're going to try to paint him as this guy that is this horrific person that just was trying to ban his team. But they're not telling you that he'll he'll remain loyal if they pay him. See? You 
you get what you deserve. And he deserves the $200 million because that's the type of basketball player he is. So, I'm sorry if many people don't want to see it that way, but it's the absolute truth. It is 100% the absolute truth. And it's very unfortunate that you have all of these different types of people coming around saying, Oh, it's all Kyrie's fault. Huh? How is this Kyrie's fault? All because he wants to get paid? That just doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense to me one bit. And I just don't get that. So please don't fall for the old trap. This is the Nets' fault. This is the ownership's fault. This is not Kyrie's fault. I am 100% backing Kyrie. I am willing to debate anyone on Kyrie because I am right. Look. He's not in the wrong. How is he in the wrong? How is he in the wrong? If, if someone can explain to me how Kyrie's in the wrong, and it's logical, and it's not the same talking points you hear from ESPN and all these quote-unquote big-time guys, I would, I would agree. I would say that I am wrong. But it's also really funny. Yeah, it's just, it's just super funny. I, I just, I just don't, I just don't get it, man. I don't know why people are freaking out. I just, I don't know what is going on, but it's funny. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to look at this quote. Yeah, it came from Brooklyn Nets cat Netcast. Um, at Brooklyn Netcast, actually a really good account. I keep up with them. Because they have a lot of good takes about the Brooklyn Nets. I like what they're doing. And uh, they said, The annoying part, too, is the media is just going to paint Kyrie Irving as the bad guy here, while Marks and Tessai don't get trashed at all. That's fair. That is, that is legitimately fair. You just can't bash one guy. You can't do that. You just simply can't do that. It is cheap and it's garbage. Blame the ownership. Blame the front office. Not just one guy. Stupid, man. So please. And I, I know I went on a little mini rant, but I, I can't tell you how many people I have talked to personally on social media that have pretty much tried to explain to me what the media has been trying to explain to everyone, but it's idiotic. Or when people are legitimately confused. I've had legitimately confused people come onto my page and say to me and ask me what in the world's going on because one side is saying it's this way and the other people are saying it's this way. And a lot of the time, people are confused about what the media because they're like, how is this all this way? How is it just going this way? There has to be another way. There has to be something else going on. And I legitimately feel bad for people that consume ESPN and all these big-time guys 24-7 because they're just reading the bullet points they're given. 
They're reading the talking points. Because all I'm seeing right now is people just trashing on Kyrie. It's all the same stuff. Kendrick Perkins yesterday called him a distraction, called him a lot of things. Stephen A today, it's just the same old talking points. It's nothing new. It's nothing new. And heck, I don't even think Kyrie's being disrespectful here, but whatever. So, when you hear me saying that the Lakers and other teams aren't too sure about trading for Kyrie and giving him $200 million, don't think about that he's just going to be a distraction. They're saying it's from a distraction. Well, Braun doesn't care about that. Other people don't care about that. But they're, they're worried about how many pieces they have to give up with the money involved, if it'll make sense or not, to trade from. That's all it is. So, in short, that's that's what I'm trying to get at. That's what I'm trying to get at. So, I'm sorry if I went on to a mini rant, but for how many times I see this being played on the media, on a certain situation, how many people come ask me questions, whether that's through YouTube, whether that's through Twitter, whether it's through anywhere, I just... I want to give that answer because I believe that is a very important answer to give. And I, I hope that that helps in some ways. I truly do. Because um, before I get to the contract stuff, Kevin Durant, all that news, I do just want to wrap it up with the Lakers. But it's just the same old stuff, especially when it revolves around Kyrie. Because you know that... When you have 100% of the people agreeing that it's one way, it's probably the other way. I'm, and I'm not saying that just to say. I'm saying that to say uh, when they're not considering what the other people are doing, they're on the other side of the room telling Kyrie no or telling this part of this thing or whatever. Come on. Like, really? There's probably more to it. And I know there's more to it. It doesn't take a person... With any knowledge of the situation, know that there's more behind it than just Kyrie being Kyrie, as the media would put it. But whatever, whatever. So real quick, guys, the Lakers, while they're interested in Kyrie, they aren't as interested in putting Mark Christie or Austin Reeves in a potential deal involving Kyrie Irving, which is fair. They've wanted to keep on Austin Reeves. He's been doing very well. I'm going to look at Max Christie right now, because I've heard of him before, obviously, but I've not. Yeah, he's he's 19 years old, 14 and a half min, uh, minutes per game, 4 points, 2 rebounds, half assist. Mediocre, but he's 19. So, what do you want? He's a second round pick who's 19 years old, who's getting some quality minutes. Now, it's due by injuries and just like, trying to figure out the rotation and stuff, but still, that tells you a lot when a team doesn't consider you in the second round, 19 years old, Don't they don't consider you a throwaway piece, right? Also, real quick, guys, as a, um, okay, real quick, um, as time runs right now, 11.20 when this podcast is being made. Uh, Ian Bagley just tweeted that the Nets say Kyrie Irving is out tonight due to calf soreness. Yeah, so let's be honest. They just don't want him playing. They're going to try to get a deal done. They don't want him hurting himself, which is smart. The only smart decision they can make. 
But yeah, so Kyrie's not playing tonight against the Washington Wizards. He is out. I repeat, he is out. But yeah, uh, the Lakers just don't want to give away those two pieces. And that's very encouraging. If you're a second round pick who only played 14 minutes, you got mediocre stats, right? Or below average stats. But it's very encouraging to see that because it's like, hey, this team sees you as, the, as a developmental prospect. They see as a developmental player that can grow. And they're not going to trade you for a guy like Kyrie. They see you for the future or for the next season, right? So I find that very, very interesting and very, very cool if I'm, if I'm one of those two guys. Because I'm just going to check Austin Reeves' stats, but he had, I think he had one or two game winners this season so far. Uh, Austin. Come on, Austin Reeves. Where you at? He's 24 years old. He's having a career high in points, assists, pretty much the same in rebounds. Field, uh, field percentage, he's up 4%. Yes, yeah, not too bad. He's actually doing very, very well for himself this season. And he's been coming up with the clutch, too. So, yeah, the Lakers aren't interested in including... Max Christie or Austin Reeves in a potential deal involving Kyrie. Now I'm going to shift gears over to the Mavericks. Because I think that's important. They're one of the main players in this. And here are the pieces that they're willing to trade. So the Dallas Mavericks are willing to trade Spencer Dinwiddie and Doran Finney-Smith to get Kyrie. Okay. I would do that all day long. I would do that all day long. Why? Well, you don't see those two combining for the stats and impactfulness of Kyrie. No disrespect towards them. I like both of them a lot, but... 129, Dorian Finney-Smith, and he's averaging 8 points a game. 4 rebounds and 1.5 assists. Okay. That's nice, I guess. But it's not the impactfulness of a guy like Kyrie Irving. So then you go to Spencer Dinwiddie, who is uh, tw also 29, former Brooklyn Net. He's played with Dallas the second season, but he's averaging 17 points. Okay, three rebounds, five assists. I can respect that. Those are good numbers. So I guess if you could bind them up, there's like one Kyrie right there, but okay. I like, and I like Spencer Dinwiddie. I've been a huge fan of him since he was in Brooklyn. I've always been a supporter of Spencer Dinwiddie. I really have. I like him. I don't care what team he's on. I don't even care if he's on the Lakers. I would like him. But I also really find it really funny if he got traded back to the Nets. Because he was involved in the, um, what trade was that? Was that the James Harden trade? He was involved in the four, uh, the blockbuster trade to was involving James Harden, played with Washington, then he went to then he got traded from there over to Dallas. So yeah. But before he got hurt in 2020, in 2019 he was averaging 20 points a game. And he's climbed back up there this season. He's having a career high in minutes. So Spencer Dinwiddie's not bad. I I like him. I like Spencer Dinwiddie. So for the Nets to get him, that should be pretty promising. I I would not see why not. I wouldn't see why not. 
I think he'll be a very promising and talented player to have. And if you're going to have for a rebuild, I guess he's 29, but you can still get three years out of him. And he's, his productivity is very high. Right? Just, for example, take Bojan Donovich, who's in his mid-30s. Or close enough to mid-30s. He's like 33 years old or something like that. He's he's playing very well. He's averaging a little more than Spence Didwitty scoring-wise. But that just shows you that you can have a guy go into your mid-30s and you're fine. And Spence Didwitty is a lot more athletic than Bojan Donovich. No disrespect there, just the truth. So, yeah, that's a good rebuilding piece. You gotta be smart. Because uh, if, if you make considerable trades, you may be able to save Kevin Durant. I'm gonna get to Kevin Durant in a second, but you may be able to save Kevin Durant's career and tenure with the Nets. You may be able to remold, reshape, rekindle that relationship together? I, I don't know. It's very hard right now, because the Nets are just so messed up. They're legitimately so messed up. That's not me trying to make fun of them. That's just the truth. Uh, they're more messed up than the Raptors, and that's saying a lot. There's always that one team. The Nets were last season. This season, it was the Raptors. Until now, the Nets are back into it. So, I, I don't know. This is just all very, very tough for them. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, the Mavericks would be willing to give up Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, okay? Now, I'm going to get to... Yeah, I'm going to get to Kevin Durant now. I'm going to get to Kevin Durant. I think it's time just to get in there. I think it's just time to rip off the band-aid and talk about him. So, as I was saying yesterday... I said a lot of this is going to impact Kevin Durant. I said a lot of this is going to affect the way he saw the organization, saw his relationship with Kyrie Irving, saw where his future is going to be, and now it's not getting, it's not the greatest ever. Like, so Kevin Durant was surprised and shocked by Kyrie Irving's trade demand. Which it was out of the blue. Because from the 25th, to now, you saw, yeah, you saw a lot happen between the contract negotiations and just that relationship showing full effect between Joe Tessai and Kyrie Irving and Irving's camp, right? So, look, he was Durant's never gonna be happy about that because. He decided to leave the Warriors to go play with Kyrie. So he thought he was gonna have, he thought he was gonna have a better chance with the Nets than what he had with the Warriors. He was gonna build and win championships. And as you know, through injuries and just all these different things, all these different things, it just has not worked to be out that way. It's not been the case. And been fine this season, but very mediocre in the postseason, especially getting bounced by the. Boston Celtics last season. What was it like four? It was like a sweep. They swapped them. But yeah, so I'm not surprised that Kevin Durant is surprised. And I'm not shocked that Kevin Durant is shocked. Now where does he go? I think I think he forced his way out. I think that when Kyrie was playing, he was fine. But he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. He wants to be a part of a team that can win a championship. 
which is so vital to a lot of guys because why they want to waste their career just on a rebuild, especially a late in their career, a multi-time champion who's just trying to win another championship. He's stuck around. Like, when did he join? I see it was like 2019. We've been doing this song and dance since, I think, 2019. I don't think it was 2018. No, I think it was 2020. It's 2019. More on. Yes, 2018 was the final season he played with the Warriors. But then he had a rehab from injury, so he missed the entire 2019 season. Then he played in 2020 with the Brooklyn Nets. He's been doing this for three seasons. For three whole years. That's brutal. I don't care who you are. That's That's simply brutal. And that says a lot. Because you already went through one massive run with the Oklahoma City Thunder from two, from 07 to 2015. Then with the war, uh, Warriors from 2016 to 18. And then broken for 2020 2022. And he is... How old is Kevin Durant? Yeah, he's 34. So at best, he only has three seasons left in him. Fine, I'm sorry. Four to five seasons left in him. I'll, I'll get the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be able to go to 38-39. Right? So, it, it's tough right now. If you do think about it, it's tough. He's 34. His career is going to be ending in four years. He doesn't want to be a re in a rebuild because there's a lot of uncertainty behind that. Well, being in the Nets brought tons of uncertainty, but this brings even more. So, it's now it's like, okay, we got to do something different. And, well... It's been very different because it's now like no more Kyrie. Ben Simmons could be traded, but they're probably going to try to hold on to him now. Uh, Peace is going to be coming in and out. They may be getting, they may, I don't know. There's just going to be a lot of missing pieces. It's going to be a lot of missing pieces. And it's kind of frustrating if you're a Nets fan. It really is. So Kevin Durant was surprised and shocked by Kyrie Irving's trade demand. But now where do the rival teams come in? You know where I was hyping up that Kevin Durant was going to be traded? Well, rival teams are monitoring. Yes, they're monitoring how Kevin Durant will react to Kyrie Irving being traded if he'll force his way out. Look, as I've always been saying this, this is nothing new. This is how they were last season. And I know Twitter was blowing up like, KD to Miami. Uh, he's a Laker or whatever. And then you had like, KD to Phoenix. KD to Phoenix. They were just blowing it up on Twitter. I'm going to check Twitter right now. Um, also, while I'm doing that, I just want to say that uh, while I'm looking this up for it, uh, they also said Ben Simmons was out for it tonight. So, just heads up to everyone. Let's just check trending. And, yeah, nothing right now. Let's just go to sports because that would be better. The Suns are trending. Mavs are trending. Kyrie and Russ are trending. Nets are trending. Um, Lowry's trending. Oh, okay, Crowder's trending. So a lot of guys are trending. But okay, no longer that's trending per se, but you get what I'm saying here. They had it. This is nothing new. I think Kevin Durant does force his way out. I think he's done. You know a lot of teams are going to pay to get Kevin Durant. The Warriors... Don't want to give a boss. It won't be, probably won't be getting him. But I'm just trying to imagine what would happen if Kevin Durant ever did join the Brooklyn Nets. And it was just Kyrie in Brooklyn. 
or he stayed with this Celtics, right? People forget that Kyrie was on the Celtics, unless you're a Celtics fan. Man, could you imagine how many more championships they could have won? Do you imagine how long that dynasty would have still been going on for? They would have had to take a break in their dynasty, a pause in their dynasty. But just think about it, guys. Think about it. But yeah, who? Uh, yeah, who? How many people actually remember Kyrie being part of Celtics for a season? Then he made that big promise, like, "Oh, I'm never gonna leave you guys." Oh, I'm sorry, he was there for two seasons, 2017 to 2018. Then he left for. Yeah, so he played 2011. Uh, to 16 with Cleveland, won a championship in the final season with Cleveland. Then 2017-2018, he did not win a championship, and he has not. He's only won one championship in his entire career, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. For a guy like him, it should be more, but hey, just take the championship that you won. Be yeah, very crazy. I don't know if anyone really remembers him being in Boston. Celtic, because you like, bring them to Cavaliers, you bring them to Celtic, uh, then you bring them to Nets, of course. But then, especially with everything going on with Ron, you're just remembering all those Cavalier years, right? But yeah, he was with the Celtics. I remember all the hate he was getting for leaving after he promised to never leave them. Then the following season, he left them. Falling off season. But yeah, it's just super interesting. It's really interesting if you think about it. So, Kyrie Irving could is going to be on his way out, but Kevin Durant could also be on his way out. And I can wholeheartedly see that. In fact, I'm almost predicting that. And now, this is where we get to it. The money side of things. For Kyrie Irving. Also, real quick, um... Because we're talking about Spencer Dinwiddie, and I'm getting all of these notifications and stuff. While no Luke Doncic Christian Wood for tonight's game in Dallas, the Mavericks say Spencer Dinwiddie is available to play in tonight's game at Golden State. Uh, Luke Doncic will be out for next uh, next two games due to his ankle injury. So, just want to give a quick update. Uh, that's what I was pretty much reading. Huh. Still breaking news. Even while I was just supposed to be the same about Kyrie Irving. But yeah. So Kyrie wants a four-year, $198.5 million contract. That's that's his neighborhood ballpark around there type of contract. That's what he's hoping to get. And I think a lot of teams would pay him. I think a lot of teams would pay him. I think the Suns, if they had the opportunity, would pay him. I think the Suns would. I wouldn't see why not. Two hundred million. Uh, that's like twenty-four. Uh, yes. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa. He would be getting paid. Oh no, I'm not being an idiot here. Hold on, give me a second. Fifty. He'll be getting paid fifty. He's being getting paid fifty million per season. Really? Huh. That's gonna be a huge amount. Really? Yeah. So he could be getting fifty million per season. Yeah, yeah, fifty million. Woo! That's good. That's got a lot of money. But for Kyrie, he's probably gonna want that all guaranteed too. So there's gonna be some hesitancies there. But you're saying, uh, Kyrie Irving 
will honor his contract with the Nets if he isn't traded the deadline. That's what I was saying yesterday. That's what I've been saying today. That's what I've been saying on social media. That's what I've been saying everywhere. Kyrie Irving is not going to hold out be some crybaby. No, no, no. He's going to stay true to the cause. If he gets traded, great. If he doesn't, he'll play. But it's going to be extremely awkward. It's going to be like, huh, what do I do now? Like, it's like, oh, but you're going to be leaving us. So it's like, and that's like, well, you're going to be leaving us soon. Memphis is going to make the players. Kevin Durant's Kyrie's relationship is probably over. It's probably soured on. Oh, guys, this is just going to cause so much pandemonium. It's just so much chaos. And, guys, with that being said, that is all I have left for today's podcast episode. Remember, I have that 2K stream starting at 1230, so do not miss it. And, guys, until then, I'll be seeing y'all on my next podcast episode, which is tomorrow because we're releasing a podcast episode every single day leading up to the trade line, which is on the 9th. And then I have the 10th and 11th because those are Friday and Saturday. So, we got, you got to know, a whole week with me. Until then, guys, I'll see you tomorrow. Peace out.